What is going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Cheers and welcome to With Her Two Hands, the weekly live stream where we get to celebrate women who work with their hands, uh, the women who are makers and builders and fixers of things, the women who do all the stuff that help make the world go round. We've been on Instagram for the last two years, relatively new to the YouTube space. So I thank you guys for tuning in and joining us over here. Uh, we've got big plans moving forward in the year. We've got lots more trades to explore. We've been doing a lot in the automotive space, welding, fabricating, painting, bodywork, and blacksmiths and helicopter mechanics and airplane mechanics and all sorts of other incredible different trades women throughout the years. And we are going to be expanding into more trades soon. So if you guys know somebody who I should be talking to, an awesome woman out there kicking butt in the trades, make sure you let us know. Make sure you hit subscribe so you get notified of all of our upcoming live streams. And of course, you can catch all of the past episodes in audio form anywhere you listen to podcasts. And slowly but surely, I am working on getting all of the past videos up on YouTube as well. So make sure you stay tuned for those. But this week, we have a really awesome guest. I'm really excited to introduce you to Miss Kayla Rundle. She is a youngin, but she has done a tremendous amount in her short life um, and, and with her career. She's done some really cool stuff. She has gone from having a degree in transportation design to really designing a career for herself that brought all of her passions together into one and really just carving out her own path. So I'm excited to bring her on and introduce you to her. Really quickly, I do want to thank our sponsors, Drive Time, for help making this series possible and for all of their incredible support of women in the trades and bringing more women and young people in general into the trades and helping them find a career path that works for them. So this is all about celebrating what we can do with these two hands. You know we love the trades and now we're going to bring on Kayla and we are going to find out what she she builds and makes with her two hands. Hello, darling. Hello. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Absolutely. My pleasure. I am super excited. Me too. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so your little motto on your Instagram, I love it, is design, build, race, detail, repeat. Right? Yes. So <laughs> that would have popped up. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about this. Like what how does this explain your life? Tell us what we what you do. Well, I feel like it's kind of chaos of what I do. I feel like I do a million different things. And I'm like, I can't just pick one word. And I can't say <laughs> influencer. And I can't say, you know, designer. So I'm like, well, I'm missing out on everything. Uh, so I picked five words. And I did repeat because I always just go on a cycle because I don't like doing the same thing like over and over again. So with all those things, it's like I'm designing cars. Then I get dirty and then I build my own race car, do aftermarket stuff. And then I go race, which is, you know, I guess not a girly thing to do at one point. And then I also love detailing cars and then I'll just start that over again. I love it. And I love that, like, you know, I guess we're in like the day and age now where it's like if folks of my parents' generation are like, oh, I don't understand these kids and, and like how they're making a life for themselves with these non-traditional career paths. Like you went and got a degree, right? Yeah, so I actually didn't graduate, but I did six I, years of college. Okay. <laughs> and that was in what? What was your degree that you were going for? Uh, so I originally went to University of Oregon, 
And I did a more traditional path then, not the car girl path. And I Mm -hmm. chose to do um, product design and marketing. So I did that for two years, which is like an associate's degree. And then I transferred because I I gave up basically. And I was like, I just want to go for my dream. I want to do car things. I want to design cars. So I that's not giving up. That's not giving up at all. That's like well, going after what you want. <laughs> it's like giving up on your family and everyone's like, you know, get this degree okay. in four years. And like, no, none of my family's into cars. So they think this is just a dumb idea. And I'm like, I want to do this. But so I followed what I wanted. So I transferred to Art Center, which is a college in California. Okay. And that's for a transportation design. And I went there for like another four years. And then obviously COVID struck, which I've heard in your other mm. episodes that, you know, all these ladies run into chaos or amazing things during COVID. And that's where my whole company blossomed. I love that. Okay. I have so Thank many you. questions and I'm sure our, our listeners do too. Like there's, you know, there's, I think a lot of people have these ideas of going off and doing their own thing and following their dreams and kind of creating their own path. What gave you the confidence or the impetus to be like, sorry, parents, sorry, family, not doing what you want me to do. I'm going to go do this other thing. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I would say like failure is what always like, or being told no is what always makes me want to like completely go opposite and just do what I want because you're already at the bottom. (laughs) So not really much can go wrong. So at University of Oregon, I was trying to get into like their shoe design program since I'm a big shoe girl. And they didn't shoes, accept cars. Me. Yeah, everything, right? I need to put shoes in my slogan. <laughs> Too bad you can't see all my shoes right now. Um, it would be the whole background. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so um, is shoe design or car design? Is that like <laughs> Yeah, so they didn't accept me into the shoe design program. And they didn't have cars or engineering at Oregon. So okay. I was like, I have to leave. I can't just get a degree in art, like it's not my thing. So I left and it worked out. I got accepted in the other program, even though I was okay. already living there. And it all just, it was amazing. It was just up from there. That's cr- How did you find out about that program? Like I wouldn't, I don't know that I would have even like known to look about like a, a car transportation design degree. Yeah. So at the time, the new style Acura NSX came out. And okay. that is actually designed by another female. She was an, an executive director at Acura. Her name's Michelle Christensen. And she may be closer to your age. To me, she's like my role <laughs> model. She's, it was in the design world. And she went to Art Center. And she got okay. the transportation design degree. And so I kind of just followed her career path. And nice. uh, she reached out to her. And she's lovely and like oh gave me advice. And I'm like, oh, it's superstar. <laughs> That's amazing. Did you reach out to her back then? Yes, I did um, back then and then also recently. But she actually designed the NSX off of a pair of boots. So that was, shoes were always her inspiration as well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm learning something new. That's awesome. I love, I love, love, love that you were like, here's this person who I look up to. I'm going to see what they did and how they got there. And not only that, I'm going to reach out to them and actually talk to them. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, what can go wrong? Nothing can go wrong. 11 people reach out to me too. Or everyone's always so helpful. No one's ever like told me I'm dumb or I can't do anything, you know, only haters, but people that are willing to help you, they're always there. Never be afraid to reach out to anybody. Yeah. 
That's amazing. I absolutely love it. And it, it kind of goes back to this, like what we were talking about with like the, what the parents and the family like wants you to do. And like my parents' generation is so like you go to college, you get a career, you stay in the same job for 40 years. And this idea of like making our own career out of all sorts of different things is like so far into them. Does your family still freak out about this or have they like come around? Now they brag about me. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> like, I don't know what she does, but like, and then the way they describe it, it's like, you know, it's just cute and obnoxious and I love it. <laughs> I don't know what she does. <laughs> That's well, fantastic. Like, she just did this, she did this, and it's kind of all over the map, you know, because you yeah. hear like the, you know, the little star points of it, but <laughs> I love they're, it. they're great. I remember like the point where I was like, oh, this is kind of scary was I was, wanted to replace my brakes in my garage. It was my Camaro. And okay. it was the first mechanical thing like I ever did. Uh, that was like serious. Like before that, I just yeah. did like, you know, Plasti Dip or tinting and simple right. aesthetic stuff. And I was like, I'm going to replace my brakes. I need new brakes. And they're like, oh, what? And I was upgrading them. It wasn't just OEM, you know, products. So it's like mm -hmm. trade for trade. And they were like, oh my gosh, like the brakes are the most important part of the car. You're going to mess this up. <laughs> I mean, I they, have a, they have a point. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of you talk about this in other podcasts where like people should be trained before touching the serious stuff. Mind you, I was not trained. I was YouTube trained. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. She's YouTube certified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love YouTube. It's like all the best tutorials and like it has professional people there teaching you. And I'm like, Yes. You know, that's what I use to teach. And I did it. And I was very careful. I took four days doing my breaks. I like I it. I wanted to make sure it was good and safe. Can't rush things if you don't have a person there with you or don't know what you're doing. So yeah. I did it. And my parents were like, wow, this is impressive. And they told the whole neighborhood, my daughter teaches her breaks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and look at you now. <laughs> yeah, then it just, it just builds and builds. And you're like, okay, I did this. Now I can do this. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And I love that you share all of this through your YouTube, that you're like, and you're learning quite a bit as you go as well, but you're taking that time to to share it with other people too and help them out. Thank you. That's what I try to do because that's how I learned. And, you know, sometimes I even make a mistake. Like I say things like wrong on my channel and then I have all the comments correcting me and it's kind of, we all learn together because I realize most of the people watching me don't know what they're watching either and don't know how to do it. So I'm like, I'm trying to dumb it down and then also get crazy with what I'm saying and try to right. get the more technical mechanical terms of it. So I try to like grab a whole audience. Yeah. It's so fun to learn it all though, because that's my goal. I want to learn as much as possible, meet all these people. It's amazing. I love it. Where did the love for cars begin? Like what initially set you, like planted the seed for all of this, I guess? Uh, well, my dad always is like, Kayla, it's time to wash cars, like growing up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think he was just using me, you know, for as a worker buddy. Child labor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but basically <laughs> I enjoyed it though. <laughs> um, then when I was 16, my parents bought me a Kia Optima, nice. uh, which people made fun of me for, but I fell in love with the car. I loved it so, so much. <laughs> They're high. not bad cars. Kia's like really come up in the world. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. They have so much technology for like a great price. <laughs> <laughs> not sponsored. Hashtag, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> We're just, yeah. just fans. <laughs> I'm fans of like every manufacturer has their own star, you know? 
Absolutely. their own thing that they're good at. But <laughs> I got my Kiapama, fell in love with it, and just slowly started modifying things. And I hung out with all the guys. I always liked all the guy hobbies. Growing up, I was like a huge skateboard chick and obviously the shoe girl and all that. I was in ping pong club and there's really no girls in that. <laughs> and I was in film club. I love so, it. Okay, well, we need, to, we need to clarify really quickly that the shoe thing is not high heels. No, like it's your collection sneakers. is sneakers. <laughs> yes. I have when you say it's not really a guy thing, it's like, uh, or it's not really a girl thing. You're like, shoes are kind of a girl thing. but <laughs> Yeah, I was the only girl wearing like Jordans and like Air Force Ones, like in eighth grade. And people thought that was so weird because it's like chunky shoes. And they you always like the small petite shoes on girls, you know, traditionally. <laughs> so I was that girl with big sneakers. <laughs> Did you, did you feel like when you were growing up, like it was very traditional, like gender roles where you were and that you were this outlier? I don't, a little more. I definitely was not an outlier, but okay. that's also why I think I stood out more because you would look at me and I like, I'd be get told this every day, like, you don't look like a car girl. I'm like, well, thanks. <laughs> like, I don't know how to take that. Is that, is that an insult? a compliment? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. And I ended up winning like homecoming queen, which was crazy. Cause that's a very, oh, wow. like, you would think a cheerleader would win that, but it was because I was friends with everybody. Like I loved like the so-called weird car people. Those were like my best friends. And I loved like the basic, like high heeled girls and I loved the sneaker guys. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing. Um, <laughs> I don't, I never felt like an outlier. I only felt like an outlier when I started getting in the industry and okay. I realized we have like advantages and disadvantages. Um, people say like, oh, it's exactly, I'm treated exactly the same as a male. It's like you are, but you aren't. No matter what, it's never exactly the same, but it's never been anything super bad. Okay. Um, I always take the disadvantages as advantages. It just depends how you react. So I love That's all fair. of it. It's so fun. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Talk to me about that. Like, what do you consider? Cause yes, you're right. It is a matter of perspective, advantage, disadvantage. Like it is all a matter of perspective. What would you say are some of the disadvantages of, of being a woman and your experience thus far, like how it switched once you started getting in the industry, what you started seeing? Uh, I think disadvantages honestly is the crowd around you. And like, as soon as you do something good, it's the answer is because you're a girl. They like that. Like, Oh, it's because you're a girl. It's not because I just worked on like this tiny project for the last two months. And I'm like, am I ever going to get credit for anything? But in my head, it's like, okay, I learned this and I can do it again faster. And they'll know I know how to do it. Um, even now on my channel, it's like, um, especially in the social media world, we see this all the time with more car girls recently that they kind of flaunt their body or, you know, boobs, butt, everything. And yeah. so it's hard because there's like, Oh, you're an attractive female. This is the only reason you've gotten followers, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, yeah. well, <laughs> I'm not Actually. trying to show this off. <laughs> I built my engine and this and this. And they're like, no, you didn't. So it's just always proving that as a disadvantage. But I also take it as like, wow, I'm doing this. This is incredible. People don't think I can. And you prove yeah. them wrong. So yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I, it's, I'm so glad you brought all of that up. And it's, it's so funny. Like I still hear it. I recently had somebody comment to me that um, I need to get over this whole gender thing. So I have it all wrong and I just need to 
like suck it up and deal because nobody ever gave him a TV show because he had a vagina. And I was like, wow, I didn't get a TV show because I have a vagina. Thank you very much. <laughs> like, yeah, they don't I, see I actually, background. <laughs> right, like I actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> but yeah, so it is it's that assumption like you're only getting that because you're a female. Exactly. Versus because you've worked hard for it. Exactly. Even with like, it comes to sponsorships, which I get questions about sponsorships all the time and like my messages and DMs and stuff and from other people because everybody wants free car parts. Right. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you just get, you know, a free this because you're a girl. And I'm like, no, I had to pay and travel across the US and go to all these events and become basically best friends with all the marketing directors of every single company that I want to work with in the next two years. And two years later, they're like, all right, we'll give you, you know, a four or $500 part. Right. <laughs> they don't see all that. They just see the end result. <laughs> right. Perception versus reality. It's an interesting thing. <laughs> exactly. Do you notice a difference between like fellow YouTube mechanics or fellow um, builders, fellow race car drivers versus the like the viewers of your videos and the viewers of your content? As what do you as, what do you mean like, like as other YouTubers versus the people who's watching my stuff or yeah like do you, like I don't know like it, like within the builder world like I find that the comments that I get from other car builders is so different than the comments I get from like average Joe at home. Yeah, I it depends. I think it all kind of like meshes it meshes together obviously there's extremes of both like people genuinely trying to help me and then the people you know with crazy comments <laughs> just they didn't even watch the video right <laughs> um, but there's also the guys at home where it's like look, looking at a female and they have to give their words of advice even if it's like incorrect so right. it's hard to like tell the difference sometimes especially when I'm learning myself I'm like uh, I don't know if this is like, you know, forums, how you're like, is this, are they joking with me? Do I actually just leave all my lug nuts off my wheel or do I have to put them on? Like <laughs> something simple, you know, they're like, just leave those off. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> but people can be really helpful. I love when people like genuinely DM me, like direct message me on socials and they're like, hey, like, I just want to make sure you're doing this correctly. And nice. every everyone there is really, really friendly and all the mechanics or you know, trade workers that do post on social media, they reach out to me because they're more active typically. And they're also very helpful and very sweet. So I haven't run into a lot of bad situations in my life or, you know, a bad audience, really. I'm very grateful that's awesome. <laughs> that I have a great following. Yeah, that's super fantastic. I'm, I hope, hopefully it stays that way. <laughs> I know. Cheers. <laughs> I hope so too. Uh, so we do have a question from the audience. I'm going to pop it up here. Miss Tiffany is asking how you got into racing. How did that begin? Oh, racing is always a scary subject for me because I like failed my driver's test like twice. <laughs> and this is just driving publicly on the road. Like this is how not car girl I was. <laughs> I love that you're willing to admit this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> It's a funny joke at this point because I'm a full-on <laughs> car person, you know. Um, but I actually, I went to my very first race event last spring, okay. which is wild. So honestly, it's only been almost a full year since I did oh, like wow. my first race event. So I'm all very fresh in it. Um, I wanted to go for road course since now I've done it all. I've done the drag strip, 
road course, autocross, all that, okay. the challenges, um, tried it all out because you got to do it once. It's all very, yeah. very terrifying though. But I went to Holly Performance, it's a company, their LS Fest event. They have one in Vegas and Little Rock, Arkansas, or not Little okay. Rock, Arkansas, sorry, uh, Bowling Green. Okay. <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> and uh, they have this thing called the Grand Champion. And if, you're, if you guys are new to racing, I definitely recommend going to this event because you have to drag race, road cross, and autocross. And so at that point- oh, You do learn. all of them. You do all of them, yeah. Okay. So it's like you have to have a car that kind of does all of them. You know, it's, yeah. but I would say it's more for beginners. Everyone's kind of a beginner in there. Obviously there's the crazy people that are really good, which are always intimidating, <laughs> but they are also the nicest people ever and they're there to teach you. And I definitely recommend that if you guys are getting into racing and I did that event and then now I'm getting into more private road course tracks and that's kind nice. of my thing now because I don't want rock chips and all of that. <laughs> so I've been doing that. <laughs> it's really more right. my, I'm not to the point where I'm like full on competing yet, but we'll get yeah. there eventually. You're doing it for fun. That's all right. There's exactly. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> So of the different types that you've done thus far, what has been your favorite? What do you like the most? I like road course a lot. Okay. Um, but I think it's because it's also what car I'm driving. It's my Camaro. Uh, okay. I would be much better in a Miata on, <laughs> you know, a little autocross track. Because my Camaro yeah. feels like it's a boat when I have to do like pin turns every 10 feet. Uh, it's yeah, they're lot. not really suited for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they like get mad if you drift every corner and that's the only thing you can do. And then also with drag racing, I've noticed like a lot of females are in drag racing. So I saw that as an opportunity of like, oh, I shouldn't do that. I want to do something oh, different. Okay. Yeah. Kind of the opposite, I feel like, of what other girls would think. I was like, I want to go like compete against all the guys. You know, I want to do the thing that's really hard. Like, why aren't people doing this? And I've learned why now. It's the most expensive, I swear. It's like so hard <laughs> to find road course tracks. You have to like get memberships. They yeah, hardly it's ever pricey. throw events. Yeah. yeah, there's always drag events. Like you can pay like $50 or, you know, up to 200 and go drag race all the time. But yeah, road the barriers of entry are, are a little bit different. I think that's why you see a lot more people in drag racing for sure. Exactly. <laughs> but it's a learning experience for me. So I picked a road course because I was like, this is fun. You can go like 100 miles per hour on a turn. And I'm like, that sounds really nice. exciting. So nice. <laughs> now you've built up your Camaro quite a bit. Yes. Yeah. I bought it. Tell us stock. about this. Okay. Yeah. Get ready. No. <laughs> <laughs> my Camaro is my baby. I could tell you everything about it. Um, I bought it stock when I graduated high school. As soon as I turned 18, I bought it. I saved through high school. Um, traded in my Kia, obviously, which was a big chunk of money. It was like 12 grand worth. My Camaro was like 25. So, you know, you did the math, how much <laughs> I had to save up. But I saved up that much over the span of like three years over high school. Thanks. Nice. Not going out, not really partying as much. I was the weird girl that would rather work. <laughs> and I was lame, you know, whatever. <laughs> but then Nothing I got my Camaro. <laughs> and I've had it, what is that, six, seven years now? And again, I just started the journey of just picking one modification at a time. Watching YouTube videos, figuring out how to do it myself. Maybe it takes me a week to figure out how to take my wheel off. It's okay. We're also, we're just beginning here, but now I can take a wheel off in two seconds. So yeah. it's just crazy. I did small little mods. I didn't want to touch the motor. I didn't want to touch anything serious. I was terrified. And then eventually 
I touch the motor and then it just keeps going and going. Now I have a full fuel system, brand new motor, nice. full suspension, full paint job. Um, I just watched your other segment. You're talking to a girl that did uh, like body work. She has a restoration shop or something. Yeah. And I learned all the body work stuff, but I also learned that in my program. Okay. Um, so I did the body work on how to paint a car. I painted nice. I had to paint like scale models in my school with automotive paint. So it's kind of just working around the whole car and understanding every aspect of the automotive community because I don't want to be like that girl that didn't know something about her car. So I wanted to learn every single little thing about it. Yeah. So in the design program, they taught you uh, like painting as well? Yeah, they teach you everything. So it's mostly like an art program, but you also have to know the engineering behind on how cars are built. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to really design them. If that makes sense. You know, the wheels can't turn or, you know, that's very yeah. simple. I try to dumb it down, but you can get much more aggressive with the terms. Yes. Um, but like the panels have to be like, you know, 10 millimeters apart. So your bone doesn't bend. It only has to smush your skin and like small little things like that when you close doors. And this is like very OEM. This is not aftermarket or restoration jobs. This is just yeah. OEM training, but we'd have to do full clay models, which is traditionally is how they design cars that come out today um obviously they've created newer technology where some people don't use clay anymore they just go straight to cat or alias uh, modeling which is like on your computer and building it okay. with like tons of lines and making it 3d and you can twist it in a program but back in the day it's like they did usually clay modeling before they stamped yeah. the steel and formed it and then we um paint over it and make a whole car you tape off edges make the glass find the view angles so you can see depending on the proportion of the car. So there's a lot that goes into it. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, did you ever, I mean, did you think that you were going to go and, and work for an, an OEM for a manufacturer to, to design cars at one point? Oh yeah, that was definitely my plan <laughs> until I learned all the industry and I'm like you know it's maybe not for me it's really tough they kind of just like you're kind of doing the same thing over and over you're just drawing cars drawing cars and like hoping you become the executive designer but you're stuck kind of there or it's the opposite and you do a project and then they fire you and then you go for another company and you do a project <laughs> and then they fire you like this is too stressful I'm gonna start my own company <laughs> interesting <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so now, so the design part of it though, so we've got the YouTube side, we've got, you're doing videos, you're sharing as you're learning, you're building up your own race car. Now we've got the Kayla Rental design side of things where you're still using this training and tell me about that whole area and, and part of what you do. So that I, wish I showed it more on my social medias, but it's honestly my baby. It's like, it's hard to show like my real art on my social media. It's much easier for me to show, you know, doing like mechanical things for some reason. It's not, doesn't touch the heart as much really. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause really when I create an art piece, I'm like, oh my gosh, if people judge this, I'm actually going to get affected. <laughs> right. No, that's true though, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I created this. Like if I mess up on a bolt, like I don't care. I can always buy another bolt. Like I don't, you know, um, so uh, everything I learned in my program, we learned how the proportions and perspectives of vehicles, the way the wheels have to turn, uh, like you learn about camber and everything, but in drawing perspective, not just the mechanical aspect of it. 
And so I wanted to do something with all that. And so now I combined the, like the aftermarket world. So if somebody, for example, restoration shops and stuff, that they want to build a car and they want it in this color, they want it with these wheels, they want it completely slammed, slammed to the ground or they want their car raised three inches, they reach out to me and I'm like, sure, let's put these wheels on it. I'll change this color. I'll do a full drawing. You'll see your vision basically on what you want it to be. And then I just give them the drawing and they create that. And nice. I've had a lot of people use this as like a way to get sponsorships or um, what's the word? I guess basically sponsorships <laughs> from companies. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, at least for, for us, when we've done renders with, um, with people, it's like, it's coming up. Like I don't do the renders. I have somebody else. I for somebody to do that because I am not an artist at all but like I have it in here right like the design is here but I can't necessarily visualize it or like put it out there or like you think it's going to be cool and then you put it on paper and you're like oh no that does not work so like, I'm the girl reach out to me <laughs> awesome so is that like the bulk of what you do is that your or is it more like Where's the percentages, would you say, of your of your time? Oh, okay. Time goes <laughs> more towards YouTube for sure. <laughs> I just posted a 30-minute video fully edited. It was oh uh, like 18 hours of footage. So, and I posted a 30-minute video. So you can imagine editing time it took me like a week to edit. And it was two and yeah. a half weeks of just filming it. And I try to post every four days. Oh so it's like people don't understand this like how long it takes yeah <laughs> like, like don't skip through it watch the whole thing watch the ads people <laughs> i made a 60 second video for my parents anniversary and it literally took me 10 hours 60 seconds 60 yep. seconds Sounds and it was just right. like pictures it wasn't even anything fancy <laughs> Yep, that'll do. <laughs> I don't know but if you're talking about percentages of time versus money um <laughs> I think time and money, the bigger percentages are towards YouTube because okay. um, like my design thing is kind of like my backing. I always have that. It's like the okay. safety net for me. I'm like, okay, this gives me a consistent income. Yeah. I can just get more clients. Everybody always needs it. Uh, YouTube is the scary thing. You get yeah. more money up front, I guess, as, as long as you build it. I'm to the point where right. I'm like making money now <laughs> off of it. You don't make money right away, guys, when you start yeah. YouTube, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think the most of the money is from like contracts for companies and I could talk more about that if anybody's did interested. You, well, I'm curious, like, did you intend to like, was your intent to start a YouTube and do the YouTube thing and be a YouTube builder and mechanic or did that kind of just happen? Like initially, like, was that like, were you initially like, I'm going to do car design and do renders for people. And then I'm going to do this other thing for fun. And then it took off or was it intentional? Yeah, it's, it's the later thing. It like, I just started it for fun and it took off because I, for years I like been, I've vlogged for most of my life. I just never posted it anywhere. I just love like vlogging and videoing and I kind of got forced into it. All my friends were like, you'll be a star, do it. And I'm like, oh, that's so weird. <laughs> I don't want to do it. That seems like a lot, but I just kind of got fed up and I was like, I don't know why I'm not doing this. I'm watching so many people blow up on yeah. social media. I had like 400 followers on Instagram. I didn't really care about social media. So um, I actually like broke up in my relationship. I was single. I was bored and I'm like, 
I'm I'm just gonna become a star. You know, gotta have that. Um, <laughs> what's that called? It's that energy you put it out there and it happens in the universe. Right. Yes. But you have to like fully believe it. <laughs> you can't just be like, I hope this one day. I was fully committed. Like I'm gonna okay. make this happen. Like, because if I'm going for something, I go full force. I don't just go like you know half-ass basically. Clearly. So I started posting and I was like, you know, if it gives up, if it doesn't work, that's totally fine because I'm doing my design stuff. I love that too. I was like, but YouTube sounds really, really fun. And it took off within a month. I hit, I think 10,000 subscribers. Nice. It was crazy. That's like, that's insane. Cause people take, you know, sometimes years to hit a thousand, which is where yeah. like monetization starts. Yeah. Um, but I created 10 videos and I kind of posted them all at once as soon as I started my channel. <laughs> so that helped. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So you've, let's talk, let's talk about work that you've done on cars and what other things that you might like to do in the future. So you've done a bunch of stuff on your car at this point. You've done all sorts of different types of mechanical work. Favorite type of work to do thus far? Oh. Do you have <laughs> oh, that's so tough. <laughs> Oh my gosh, me actually doing the work, I would say I would pick like the easiest thing, obviously, because that sounds what? fun. <laughs> but <laughs> I well, I just built my motor over the summer. That was the first motor I've ever, ever built. I've never seen a motor being taken apart in my life. And it was a lot easier than I thought it was. That was like a very terrifying thing for me. I thought engines were like the impossible, mysterious thing that like you know, because only the crazy, really, really educated and trained people could touch. But it wasn't that, it wasn't that difficult. And I actually really enjoyed it. Nice. Um, I wish I, if I had all the tools, I could probably do that every day because that was, I'm very like organized and like focused and patient. So I can measure the same piece like 30 times and not go crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, you'd have to be the design cars, right? Like that, that, that yeah, has to be. I, I agree. <laughs> but I think suspension is my favorite thing. Like just doing okay. the brakes is like the holy grail for me just because it brings me back to like the beginning so that I always just get really excited for brakes because it's very simple and it makes such a big difference because you can see on the outside of the car. So the motor I put so much work into and nobody sees right. it when I drive around. <laughs> So yes, that and that's when you know like you're a true tradesperson because the work that you do, nobody knows about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if you're doing your job right, nobody knows you were there. <laughs> that is very, very true. <laughs> a lot of people actually say that. That's actually funny. <laughs> <clears throat> Anything that you've yet to do that you would really like to try to do? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I want to rebuild a transmission. Okay. I have not touched my transmission other than just the shifter. I've seen like a transmission taken apart and it looks terrifying. There's like gears everywhere laid out in, like four tables and I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and also electrical. I'm okay. That's another scary subject. I'd like replaced fans in my house recently and so it's not as scary, but <laughs> You know, I'm starting from the bottom, which a lot of people don't yeah. talk about, you know, because people get embarrassed that they don't know. But the electrical aspect, if I could rewire a whole car, I, I that sounds amazing. So I want to do that. I, one. I really applaud you for that, though. Right. Like, because I think that is like a lot of people are like, oh, I have to wait till I'm perfect before I put it out in the world. 
Like, I have to wait till I'm the master before I go public with any of this. And I really applaud that you're like, you're like, no, I don't, I don't know everything and I'm figuring it out and I'm learning as I go. And, and it's a journey. And I think that's really admirable and that you just like dive into the, to the hard stuff. Um, You're getting a vote of, uh, of confidence. Uh, Jana is <laughs> transmissions are way fun. <laughs> is that sarcastic? Or no? no, they really are. <laughs> transmissions are a ton of fun. Like once you, once you figure out like how they work, like, I feel like they're this mystery box, right? Like kind of like your engine, right? Like it's this mm -hmm. mystery box until you take it apart and then you see, and you're like, Oh, that makes sense. Right. Yep. Like <laughs> if you have that kind of brain where you got to like see it and touch it and feel it. And that's definitely yep. me. Like once I saw one apart for the first time when I was in school, I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, gosh. It sounds scary, but I also can understand it's probably pretty easy. That'd it's a be... lot of fun. <laughs> I just need a reason. I need my transmission to blow up and I don't need to knock on wood, but <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll in the junkyard and take it apart. Yeah, but I need a reason because I'll be like, why am I doing this? To learn. That's the reason. Yeah, I need another car for that. <laughs> <laughs> then the then reason is it. to learn. <laughs> I'll just really want to drive, you know, the Camaro to get ice cream. And I'll be like, oh, my gosh, my transmission is probably weeks out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um, so I'm curious you you've said a couple of times throughout your story like this idea of like something that's challenging it made me want to dive into it like I want to go into the part of racing that I see less women in I want to go into these different areas where I don't where I see the challenge have you always been that like was that you as a little kid like I always want to do the most challenging thing like, or where did that come from in you I don't think that's on like the front of my head. Like I don't see it as that. I've kind of discovered that though, you know, because okay. like in my head, I'm always like, oh, I want to do like kind of the easy way of life. But then like inside of me, I'm just like, I want to do the difficult thing. Like I need to make money. But like outside, I'm just like, I'm just relaxing, you know, <laughs> but the inside, yes. Like everything I'm looking back on my life, like, you know, one day people were like, have you been skydiving before? And I'm like, no. And so the next day I booked a skydiving trip because I couldn't Seriously? handle the fact that I haven't been skydiving. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> See, I zero interest in jumping out of a perfectly good plane. Nope. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, now, my gosh. You should. Now, I'll jump. But if it's a perfectly good plane, I really have no reason – to jump out of it. Mm -mm. Well, you're good because they take you up on a really like janky old airplane and you're like, <laughs> who built this thing? Especially with your mechanical background, you'll be ready to jump. So you're saying it makes you want to jump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you'll get sicker being in those little airplanes and they're rattling. You're like, get me out. <laughs> you're not going up in a private jet. <laughs> oh my God. But like, has this always been you? Like this, is this just, you came out this way? Like- Let's go for it. Let's do it. Take on the challenge. Or did you learn that somewhere along the line in life? I mean, everything, the person you become definitely has everything to do with your experiences in life and like the way you were raised and everything. I agree with that. But it's definitely how I always was. Like even in like sixth grade and such, I was like, mom and dad, I want to go to summer camp all summer. I want to leave this place. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and like, you know, I'd go to surf camp and I would surf all summer because I just wanted to learn how to surf. So like, just things like that. Like every year growing up, yeah. I always just kind of wanted to learn something. <laughs> Definitely awesome. have always been like that. Nice.
So what's next on the list? We've got transmissions. What uh, is there any like other crazy things that you want to learn that you have not yet? Maybe not car related, just in general. Ooh. We got surfing, we got snowboarding, we got car design, <laughs> we got yeah, skydiving. I mean, if you're talking about in general, I've been dying to make a cooking channel. <laughs> but it's kind of, I'm kind of all over the place. I've been thinking about it. I've been making crazy. I've been, I really want to get into knife skills. And I love it. Yes. Oh, all random things. If you guys have like random subjects, like reach out to me. I, it's, I got into like <laughs> video games for a while and. I like being able to like dive into subjects with every single person I'm talking to really. I think it's the marketing or salesperson in me, but I want to yeah. like be able to understand somebody instantly and like relate to them on like every hobby. Okay. <laughs> so Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But electrical stuff car wise, if you're an electrical person and want to work on a project, hit me up because I want to mm. learn that too. <laughs> We we definitely need to get you into that. <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of girls do it because it looks very tedious, and we seem to be more like detailed on those kind of things. I've seen yeah. a lot of girls do that, so I'm interested now. <laughs> yeah. So I hear from a lot of like folks that are kind of just getting into the industry on like a on a hobbyist basis, or especially women, younger women, experiencing kind of crap from like parts suppliers or going to the parts store, like that kind of stuff. Have you experienced anything like that? I mean, of course. I feel like you guys even have those stories. <laughs> like, why, why would they say that? That is true. <laughs> like, you know, at, at like O'Reilly's or whatever, those kind of stores. But yeah, if you're talking about being like female specifically, yes. If I, especially if I walk in with a male, it's like, they never will ask me any question. I'll always go to the male I'm with. But if I'm by myself, like I've gotten in arguments about oil filters and it's just kind of <laughs> funny because it's a very, very simple thing. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, no. Our system says this is correct. And I'm like, this is not correct. And no matter what you say, no matter how much right. you know about them, you're always in the wrong. And so I've kind of learned, you know, in your head now, you kind of get used to it when you walk into these stores. You're like, okay, I have to know what I'm getting. You can't really ask any questions. Yeah. <laughs> and you kind of, you act kind of different than what you would just like, you know, you always have to ask them the questions and make them feel like they're telling you things. And I kind of worked that perspective and now I don't have any issues. Even though I always know what's going on, but... Right. It depends. Or I can cause issues and just be like, I know this, but I decide not right. to cause drama. <laughs> yeah. And did you ever find it like intimidating getting getting into the industry, coming from a place of not knowing a ton and learning as you go? Or it just never phased you? <laughs> I think everything's kind of terrifying to start. Like I nothing's like completely like not scary you know because you're like oh my car could blow up like every time I work on something in my car I get in I kind of like shake and like like please work please work <laughs> with even like if I wrap it I'm like will this car please start it has nothing to do with it starting it's just <laughs> it's just it's just terrified <laughs> it's just a fear um because it's all on yourself and you know if, yeah. it's, if you mess up it's it's your fault I think it's it's definitely all scary, especially going to part, part stores like that um, as a female. And like, especially when I didn't know what I was talking yeah. about walking into there, you like walk in by yourself and I'm like shaking. I'm like, oh, I don't want this. I don't want them to like ask me out or you're going to think about like girl things in your head, like something weird. Like 
well, you know, when you're like in a room with guys, you have all these like thoughts, right? <laughs> like protect myself. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, you walk in and everybody's very accepting, at least in my experience. That's awesome. And I'm always asking questions. I wasn't ever afraid of sounding stupid. And I think that was probably my best quality is like, I'm not afraid to look stupid. And so everybody's there to help me because everybody wants to help you and teach you. Um, if you yeah. act like you know it all right away and you say something out of place and you're sure and it's completely wrong, then it's just, it's just starts as a mess. So <laughs> always yeah. ask questions and I don't think anything can go wrong if you keep asking. I think it's a really great perspective because I, I hear often, and it's not just for women to your point too, especially it's like younger people, like who are new, like maybe even older people, but like people who don't know much, like feel like the automotive industry can be really like not so friendly to new people. Like, what do you mean you don't know whether it's a five or a six inch? Like, you, I don't know, right? <laughs> like, like there's like this judgment that happens if you admit to not knowing things sometimes. And the response normally is to like big up and act like we know. Right. And you're yep. saying the exact opposite is like, dude, I don't know. Explain yep. me. Explain yep. me. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. I, I've been, I remember that when you say that, those situations I've been in so many times, but I'll be at a car show and there's like guys, you know, I mean, the car show is the best place to meet people like your age or whatever. Obviously, I'm a little younger. So everybody's like my age at the little cars and coffee events with Miatas <laughs> and stuff. I'll walk up to a group of guys and I'll be like, what's that? Like, I'll point to like a radiator versus like a, I don't know, like an AC unit. And like, I'm like, or a turbo. And I'm like, well, or an alternator. I'll be like, why is the, <laughs> like, is that a turbo? And I'll be like, or it's alternator. Like, and they're like, uh, no, it's not. And they look at me like I'm stupid. I was like, can you explain to me like what that does or why is it there? And I keep asking instead of just like getting nervous at that point and walking away, you're like, well, what does it do for a car? And sometimes they're like, you know what? I've never thought about that. I actually don't know. Or other times they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I've never had anybody like genuinely ask me a question. They, and then they talk to me for 30 minutes and I know everything right. about an alternator. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very, very fair point about going to car shows. Once you get them started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But those are the, it's the best place to learn. And like people can yeah. be really nice or they don't know. And then they kind of walk around and they're like, wow, she didn't make me feel stupid. Like we both don't know. Let's both go learn. And it's the best way to be, make friends with people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who I'm trying to read what this question says. Um, trying to get into working at oil change places and some of the men look at me like, really? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a dirty job too. You have like oil and then it like runs to your elbow and down your sleeve and like, they're like, oh, a girl wants to do this. <laughs> yeah. Have you gotten any of that from people? Like, do you really, is this really what you want to do? Not like, as a girl? No. You, it sounds like you've had a lot of great support thus far in your career, which is awesome. I have, but I, it's also because I put a smile towards everything. So it's like, I'm like, this is so fun with like everything I do, um, which all I think helps with the social media part of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had obviously situations where guys are like, like, why? And yeah. uh, then obviously you tell them your story. And if you seem very genuine and you're like, this is a pure passion of mine. And like, they'll get that energy from you and they'll be like, oh, wow, she actually wants to do this. Then they start yeah. taking you seriously. 
But yeah. sometimes when I have that playful, like, I want to do oil changes. And they're like, okay, like, who is this? Like, why is she here? It's just a girl, you know? Uh, you just have to have serious conversations. And it always seems to be helpful yeah. <laughs> with those kind of situations, at least. I appreciate that you kind of, like, you acknowledge that this, like, crap is out there. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not even remotely phased you, right? You're like, yes, it's there. Yes, it's annoying. Yes, it's happened, but I turn it around. (laughs) Yeah, because I feel like you can't fight things and you can't really change other people to a certain extent. You can surely try, but I always feel like if you change your reaction, it'll change how they treat you in the first place. So if you over-exaggerate things or freak out, then they kind of take it as funny and they'll keep using those same jokes versus like, you step back and say how you really feel in a very nice, genuine, um, respectful manner. And usually people like take a step back and I've gotten DMs where people like, you know, you changed my perspective on this or how females are like, nice. I didn't realize that you could wear Jordans and not get dirty and like take it serious at the same time. Or like, you know, you see all sorts of crazy things out there, but. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I love it. It's all I've fun. got another question from the audience. Um, if I find, oops, that was not the one that I meant to click. Where is it? Ah, where'd it go? I'm excited. I saw design on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, so this is okay. So what car would you love to build? Do you have a dream car that you'd love to build up? Oh, is that like a Camaro on his profile picture too? Mm. Um, (laughs) I want to build a 69 Camaro really bad. Like, I really want to like... I see like you know the older couples or gentlemen at car shows and they are absolutely in love with those cars. Like it makes me tear up when I talk to them at car shows. They oh. like they like are like people my age, they're always like, Oh, that guy just like he talks forever. Like I don't know why he likes the car so much. And then I'm like, Oh my god, this is so sweet. Like nobody loves like an object this much anymore. <laughs> like it's incredible and it makes me cry all the time. But oh. I wanna learn more about like that generation, which is okay. you know, back in the day, the classics that we call classics. And I wanna know how to like build those because it's more simple technology. <laughs> yeah. And it's basically the roots of the automotive community and everything we know. So I want to start yeah. kind of at the beginning and learn all that. I like it. Awesome. Very Thank cool. You. But yeah, 69 Camaro. <laughs> That's my dream car. <laughs> How about from a design sense? Do you have like, do you have a car that you'd like to build, like design build, like something that doesn't exist out there? Is there like, do you have that like in your head? Do you still have the urge or the desire to be out designing cars? I think I have a really boring answer to that. Um, <laughs> I want to build an economy vehicle, like a minivan or okay. something in that sorts, because that is the car that'll make the biggest difference, I think, hmm. in the world. Like most designers say they want to design, you know, the next crazy Ferrari or supercar, but you only see one or two of those every, like, <laughs> depends where you live, obviously. Right. Um, <laughs> But, you know, you only sell so many of those and it doesn't really make the biggest difference. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I want to design a car that will make, the, like, change basically the economy or, or the world. I'll sell, like, millions, like, in a year of, like, a certain design or, like, a basic non-car person. Like, I want them to kind of, like, fall in love with the vehicle, even though they think they could care less. That would be, like, 
really touching for me. I love that. I love that your dream design is a minivan. <laughs> yeah, I've that designed kind, so many that, amazing minivans too. I love those. Guys. That kind of makes my heart really, really happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like minivans at all. Okay, guys, I look at minivans and I'm like, who would buy one of those? And that's why I want to design it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have designs already. Are you working on this? Is like, are, are you designing the minivan in your? I should. I have, I have a lot of sketches, but I haven't like designed it out to be like mechanical and like make sense yet. Okay. But I have a lot of like concepts, which are just like exterior designs. And then the interior of them can be so fun. There's so much room. And I think it's great. But yeah, I should be working on it more. I should be working on more of like my concept, like yeah. 10 year and out designs. But I've been working on a lot of like designs that like come out in like a year or like customer vehicles that are being built that's for fair. sure. Yeah, no, that's fair. That, I mean, there's reality and then there's, you know, what you'd like to do in the future. But Dreamland. I just love the idea of, of coming at a minivan design differently and making that because even moms and dads who have lots of kids that they got to drive around, like they appreciate cool design too, man. <laughs> oh my gosh, people get so into it. Moms getting in fights with each other about like, my car is so amazing. It's all my kids. It fits all the bags. And I hear this every day, like going through parks. I'm like, these people love these things. <laughs> and they don't know the car world at all. So I think it's, it's sweet. People love cars in all different kind of ways. Absolutely. No, 100%. I love it. Okay, so we are somehow amazingly almost at the end of our hour already. Um, this was so fun. <laughs> so much. Um, is there some, anything we've forgotten to talk about thus far? We've got your sneakers. We got snowboarding. We got car design. We got renders. If you guys need renders, you know where to go to now. Um, keep your eye out for like some crazy minivan revolution coming from this woman in the future. Um, <laughs> I want somebody... to post it. Is that the problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to. I'm going to challenge you too, since you like challenges. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So, um, I guess the last thing that I want to ask you um, is if you had the opportunity to talk to little little baby Kayla or another little you out there, somebody who's looking up to the women who are designing cars and the women who are out like learning new things and taking risks and jumping off planes and all the craziness that you're doing in your life, what what are your words of advice to that young little girl? Oh, I don't know if I want to take this seriously or make a joke out of it. You can do both. Maybe I'll say a couple. <laughs> the thing okay. I always tell myself as motivation, hopefully I'm allowed to say this, but I'm like, if crackheads can do it, I can do it. I have seen the craziest people doing the craziest things. And you're, you, I see all these videos. I'm like, how, like, how, why should I? I'm like, if someone else can do it, you can do it. No matter what the circumstances, if it's a guy, female, animal, anything, it everything is possible. So that's what I always tell myself as motivation. So I'd always, if I saw like a little Kayla today, I'd be like, don't let anybody tell you different. Go for your dreams. And I give, your, give yourself a goal every single day to learn something new. Because that's what we do when we're very little kids. You have that motivation to learn one thing every day, but we kind of lose that as adults. So Keep that brain expanding. You'll come out with amazing ideas. I love it. What was your one thing that you learned today to put you on the oh, spot? Oh, one thing I learned today. <laughs> well, that I probably should share my design stuff more. And I kind of want to design a minivan now. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I was looking at matcha earlier. And I learned about all this health and like ashwagandha, and that was this morning. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> there's so much. All right, to learn. it's amazing. <laughs> Well, I got interview next. <laughs> there you go. I hope I hope to see um see some designs coming from you publicly because I think it'd be really cool to see more of that. And I get it. It is like definitely burying your soul to to people, and that's a scary thing. But uh, I'm working on doing more of that, and I'm gonna challenge you to do that too. Smart, challenging each other. I want to see some of those renders that you've had in the past done for. Oh yeah, too. I'm very yeah. intrigued into that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will definitely share those with you. I did not draw them. We'll be very clear about that. I am not an artist. No worries. <laughs> I love seeing the art. It's so fun. So yeah, definitely. If you can share those. <laughs> yes, of course. All right, my dear. Well, thank you so very much for hanging out with me for this past hour and sharing your passion and your story and how you got to where you're at. Um, I'm going to say goodbye to you for now, and I'm going to say goodbye to the rest of the folks at home. So thank you so very much for joining. And everybody, thank you guys for tuning in for all of your wonderful comments. Uh, make sure you come back next week for another awesome episode of With Her Two Hands. We've got another incredible tradeswoman for you to meet. I hope you guys enjoyed meeting Kayla. And um, a big thank you again to our sponsor, Drive Time, for helping make this series possible. And I appreciate you all for spending your evening with me. Until I see you next time, be good to yourselves, be good to one another. Bye.